0: Oh, hey, chickens. I know I said we were going to continue with uh, Matt's missive, but I've had a very interesting message on the Patreon uh, from Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Um, This is a fun idea. And, yeah, if you don't want to delve in as deeply as Matt has, or as I am as we're going through these things, um, Jeff says, uh, Doc O'Ho has been reading top ten lists on Hamster lately, and it got me thinking. I came to who late in life, so my choices may be a bit odd, but here they are, his Top 10 Doctor Who stories. Oh, this will be fun. Um, Number one, The Eleventh Hour. Ah, uh, great. Matt Smith's first episode. My first full episode of Doctor Who. Before that, I only saw a bit in black and white at my uncle's place, and it was way too scary. <laughs> I instantly fell in love with Amy Pond. I didn't love the monster effects at first, but eventually I went back and binged the whole series. I loved Rory and was so happy to learn that he stuck around the whole three years. Matt Smith is my doctor, with Patrick Troughton and Jodie, a close second and third. Oh, my God, that's so cute. Um, Yeah, I love The Eleventh Hour. I am... I do feel like, you know, if this is the only time we get to see Olivia Coleman in the series, it's not amazing. Although I did find the other day that she's read one of the books, like one of the Doctor Who books. Like, it just turned up on my uh, iPhone the other day. I was just like flicking through things. I'm like, what is this? Oh, it's Olivia Colman reading a Doctor Who book. Great. Um Number two for Jeff is Tomb of the Cybermen. I love Trouton's Doctor. So sweet and yet wrathful at the sight of evil. Uh, Victoria is active and forceful, not to mention a stone cold babe. (laughs) And Jamie is adorable also a Stone Cold baby at that age Uh, always up for anything I wish they'd given actual lines to Toberman Sixty style racism at work but the lead Cyberman was absolutely terrifying and the villains were camp as Christmas (laughs) highly rewatchable yeah I remember when that came out of the vault and I was like this is amazing rushed down and bought them VHS from Woolworths I was living in the UK at the time it was very exciting Um, number three is an unearthly child we meet Barbara Wright what else needs to be said the caveman stuff is ridiculous, but Barbara is sublime. This could also be replaced by the Dalek invasion of Earth or the Aztecs because Barbara is a boss in both. I know, but Balaclava Jenny sometimes brings her down. Um, (laughs) So I'd maybe go for the Aztecs because she's very bossy in that one. Um, Number four, The Beast Below. Oh, interesting choice. Amy's humanity is so powerful and the Doctor does what only he can do, find a middle way that saves everyone. The moment when he points out no one is helping a crying child has stuck with me forever now I'm always looking for those little signs of oppression everywhere oh wow that's interesting um Number five, Rosa, I mean, what hasn't been said? The companions are great. the doctor is warm and respectful, and I love the slightly more nuanced depiction of Parks's journey than we got in school. It's all good. yeah, the fact that it was kind of a planned thing is um interesting that it was like you know someone was gonna someone was gonna sit on that bus. Um, number six, silence in the library. River Song, Donna, our hero saving thousands of lives. This is my business. He said a rude word. I changed it to business. Uh, (laughs) Also, that creepy ghost voice thing on the helmets is great. Oh, it is. It's such a great device. Stephen Moffat creeping us out. You don't want to go to sleep after one of these episodes. It's too terrifying. But, yeah, the repeating voices. Um, Number seven is Vincent and the Doctor. Oh, my God. Heartbreaking. Um, uh, Jeff says, as a guy with bipolar disorder and having had a brother who experienced psychotic breaks... This threw me and continues to hit me hard every time I rewatch it. The way Bill Nye talks to Vincent at the end undoes me. Same. It's just a beautiful moment. It's, uh, you know, someone getting, oh my God, everything they kind of have ever wanted or needed in a way. But, you know, it, and Tony Curran is so great in that. Like, he's just, you know, he turns up in things is kind of usually a heavy or he's just, you know... Lacking number seven in, like, a movie and stuff. And he's just, oh, he's so great in this. I'm like, why hasn't he used more? Um, Number eight is The Girl in the Fireplace. uh, Doctor on a Horse, Mickey in Space, and The Second Hottest Chicken Who History. Yes, please. (laughs) I know the falling for a kid thing is weird, but I guess everyone has their odd obsessions that sneak into their work. (laughs) Uh, Yes, Jeff. I'm not going to go on about it anymore, but it's very strange. (laughs) Um, Number nine is Dalek. Making me feel for a Dalek was amazing. Rose is a wonderful companion. Her humanity may be misplaced, but it's still admirable. Oh, that is... Yeah, that's kind of something I hadn't really thought about, that Rose... I mean, Rose doesn't know what the Daleks are, and the Doctor is like the monster of that episode, and... Yeah, it's kind of like, as long-term fans, we see it one way, but anyone who's watching the show who's never seen Doctor Who before would be like, why is he freaking out? It's just a tin can, man. Um... And Jeff says, picking just one for number 10 is breaking me. Oh my God. He's just, he's rattled off his top nine easily and he's got, oh, I've got to fit in one more. Uh, He's chosen number 10, Gridlock, uh, because Martha is the best and her humanity soars in this one. I want to marry Martha, and the doctor should have if he wasn't so jacked up over some 19 year old. (laughs) Uh, Martha had to be on the list somewhere, so here she is. Um, uh, I do love Gridlocked myself, but mainly because it's got uh, kind of like a 2000 AD vibe, which I enjoy. Um, He says, any of these could have been on the list. Kinder, Genesis of the Daleks, Invasion of the Dinosaurs, Power of the Daleks, Turn Left. Oh my God, Turn Left that is one of my all-time favorites um, just says PS lastly the most underrated episode of all for me is the doctor's daughter well I never um, I know there's a lot of uh, WTF stuff in there um, WTF of course stands for uh, <laughs> why the freak out Uh <laughs> I don't know why I'm trying to explain WTF. Um, Fishman drowning in the Doctors I Never Would Be, uh, for example. But Martha shines and Jenny is the absolute hottest character in Doctor Who. Jeff, I'm sensing a, a, a theme here. Um, I will not be taking any more questions. Her Big Finish stories are terrific, by the way. Yeah, I've only listened to the first box set of um, Space Jenny, as I call her, <laughs> as opposed to Bella Clover Jenny. The the many Jennies. You know that I've got my many Jennies theory. Um, (laughs) What if they're all the same Jenny? Oh my God. The many Jennies. They travel in time. It could be that, you know, Balaclava Jenny could be the doctor's daughter Jenny gone back to hang out with Susan, her daughter. Yeah. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Jenny, Balaclava Jenny was Susan's mum. Gone to check on her own daughter, who... Yeah, anyway, it's a whole thing. Um, <laughs> many Jennies Ends up hanging out with Barbara. Um... Uh, that is yeah Um, and Jeff also gives us a PPS Uh, I love Colin in Big Finish and wish he'd gotten better TV stories yeah it's kind of weird because you you know when you make a a list of Doctor Who episodes you're like oh I've got to choose one from each Doctor but now that there's you know 15 Doctors you can't like you can't do a top 10 you'd have to do a top 15 Um, and choose one from each Doctor and that means you get you have to choose one of the weirder Colin ones which is either usually Terror of the Vervoids which I adore or uh, the what's the <laughs> Vengeance on Varos, which is gross and full on and a bit spooky and a nightmare and poor poor Perry gets tortured a lot. Um I mean there's a lot of you know, Perry gets put through the ringer. Uh, just yeah, she's she does not enjoy <laughs> much of life um, when she's traveling with the doctor. I mean, he dies on her at the start. Like, there's a lot. Poor Perry. And that's another kind of character. I wish they'd bring back the same way they've brought back. Uh, they brought back Tegan. Uh, they brought back Ace. Um, they're bringing back Mel. But Nicola Bryant's a great actor. I do. I'm worry if they're not bringing her back because she looks the same. Like, like, seriously. Like, Nicola Bryant has aged maybe about 18 or 19 minutes uh, in the last... Hour. Like, when was she on TV? Like, 40 years ago? Like, 86, 87? Like, like, it's been... Yeah, it's been nearly 40 years since she was on television. And she looks... Amazing. Um, Yeah, it's a whole thing. Uh, But yeah, again, maybe she could be one of the spinoffs. Who knows? Like, I feel like Mel is coming back as like a precursor to one of the spinoffs. So maybe there'll be like a whole spinoff of past companions all ganging up. Uh, and we'll get a new one every week. Like, just they'll just rotate through them. Just whoever's whoever's still alive uh, can be a guest star. Maybe it'll be Mel and Rose and, you know, Martha can turn up. It'll be amazing. I'm looking forward to it. Whatever it is. With all the mums. It has to have all the mums. All right. More of Matt's missive in the next episode. Sorry, Matt.